ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says, get my job posted in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003 is the way to call into the conversation if you would like so. John Forcade coming up next segment. Bottom of the hour, Leo Haggerty will lead things off with Chris McClain from WFNZ in Charlotte as the Panthers taking on the Saints. Numbers fluctuated, six, six and a half to seven. Sam Darnold is going to be the starter. This was Matt Rule yesterday, his Wednesday press conference, talking about what it's like facing the Saints for a second time. Well, I think anytime you, you, you play a team a second time, you learn from the first game. You don't try to replay it. I mean, um, you know, they had different players playing in that game. Um, you know, well, we had different players playing in that game. You know, um, you know, so we're, we're two different teams later in the year. Obviously, COVID has changed everything completely. I, I'm just making reference to it with Sam in terms of, you know, that was probably his best game of the season. Um, and um, so, you, you know, it's a good opportunity for him to, 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 to see, hey, here, here's what I look like then. You know, I've, I've gone through a lot, a lot of growth, a lot of ups and downs. Where am I at right now? Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, it, you know, it's, it's one thing when it's Tampa Bay and it's last week and again next week. That's, that's kind of a quick turnaround. This is, you know, the longest of the, of the three. Um, so we'll, we'll, um, we're playing a lot of, like I said, we're playing a lot of different players and so are they. But, uh, at the, at, at the core, it still is the same two teams and it, it'll be a, a good, a good matchup. Say how he's doing, Mr. Chris McLean at Mac WFNZ, the way to follow on Twitter. He hosts the Mac Attack over there in Charlotte. Chris, I remember week two, you called, you were so giddy. It was literally the greatest times of your life. You had finally beaten the Saints. I have thought about actually calling your show several times, but I just felt bad. Like, you know, whether it was injuries, J.C. Horn, you know, things that the Saints had to deal with in that game. COVID, you, you remember, you remember, huh? What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, first of all, the most giddy time of my life was 2015, and that feels like it was about 30 years ago. All right, I don't want you to know that, Guts. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's happened since week two, man? <laughs> well, hold on. Since week two, they won. A, they won a third game in a row, sure. and then I get even giddier. Yeah. And then what's since happened uh, from them has been a dang horror movie. It's been horrible, Gus. It's terrible. Matter of fact, I'm on vacation this week, and you just made me listen to Matt Rule's voice, and now I'm angry again. That's all it took, man. That's all it took. It's unbelievable what's happened to this team since they, they started strong. And I'm sure there was a bit of a, in hindsight, a bit of a fool's gold start to the season. They started with the Jets, the Texans, the Saints, and everybody that they, they were missing. But that still, this team's defense that was playing so great early sure. in the season, I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that Saints team that y'all brought to Carolina would beat this Panther team right now. I just this this team is falling apart. I'm sure they're low on confidence over there. There's no doubt about it. The quarterback situation's been horrible. And then we got Giddy again, Gus, when they brought in Cam. We thought, man, this will work out. Defense, running yeah. game, we can do this like we did in the past. Cam Newton has promptly gone 0 of five as a starter, and now Sam Darnold starting again. So it's just it has been a giant three month nightmare since I last talked to you, brother. Chris, from afar, because you know we we follow it. Obviously, being a team in the division, and it just seems to me like I've made this comment more often than not on my show. I don't know what Matt Rule thinks. I, I don't think Matt Rule knows what's going on. I mean, it, it's Joe Brady's fault. It's the quarterback's fault. 
Um, I, I feel like in the last eight to ten months, anybody available to quarterback they're interested in, then they settle with Sam. Then, you know, not happy with Sam. I mean, he threw Teddy two gloves under the bus. <laughs> now, now it's Cam. Yeah. Maybe it's just Matt Rule. <laughs> I think you might be on to something. I mean, I know that the bloom is off that rose here in Carolina, except for the one man whose vote counts, and that's David Tepper, who, according to everybody I've talked to, and then, you know, what the insiders have said nationally, David Tepper is, it believes in him still and is going to give him another year. But if it was up to popular vote here in Carolina, I'm pretty sure it would be one vote for and the rest of the right. town against because we see what you're talking about. And I'll be honest, last year, Looking back at last year, when we did think, you know, hey, we're rebuilding and we're starting over and, and, hey, we might win two or three games. And then they go out there and they only win five, but they were competitive in every game but three. One of those was late in the season against your Saints, but they played the Saints and the Chiefs and they played a bunch of other you know good teams to close games. They really felt like kind of overachievers, kind of, you know, uh, with a lot of moxie and fight. And then you fast forward to this year, and since that 3-0 and start – I mean, you're sitting here looking at a two and ten football team, and it's not the games aren't close. Like last year, they were competitive, even if they didn't know how to finish. And of course, they blamed that on Teddy Bridgewater, no doubt. But even if they didn't know how to finish, you felt like, okay, you know, this team's fighting, they're competing. This year's team is the complete opposite. They've lost six straight at home, ten, uh, you know, ten of twelve overall. Many of these games are blowouts. Right. And then you're right, like. What, at quarter, the quarterback search here for the Panthers under Matt Rule looks like, you know, a young guy in a singles bar late at night at 2 a.m. and he's desperate. He's got to find someone. You know, it's like, okay, we got Bridgewater. Then we got yeah. Darnold. It's just. It, I was it, literally going to use it Tinder. Directionless. <laughs> I was going to say like a Tinder search. You just, you just swipe it. I mean, you just, well, this looks just good. Swipe wildly and maybe one of them will work. And, and by the way, like Bridgewater, yeah. the, you know, that, that contract, <laughs> they still had to pay, you know, uh, about $10 million to get him to play in Denver this year. Hmm. Darnold, they picked up the fifth year. Bad enough, they gave a second and fourth up for him, Gus. But then they picked up the fifth year option at almost $19 million. And now they got him for that next year, and they got to figure out what to do. And that, and I'm sure that's a reason why he's starting this game. It's just, man, I'm telling you, I, I, all of this probably gives everybody in New Orleans a good laugh because I know this season is not going great for you. But I'm telling you right now, Gus, this thing feels like it has gotten worse in two years under Matt Rule. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's nuts because you know you're, you're watching what's happened here since we last faced and talked uh, against you guys and. You know, the five game losing streak, the COVID, the pick a quarterback is simply because of who's healthy, who's not. And, and then we all saw the debacle on Monday when there was literally just, there's nobody. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's crazy because I don't think to your point, the fan base either on our show or even myself feel like it never will get turned around. Like we can pinpoint, well, this is going to get fixed because they're going to address the receiving position at some point. They just need a quarterback, right? I mean, you lost your starting quarterback and your second and now your third. And okay, if Teron Armstead is healthy or that like I can point to certain things. And to your point though, you still see a defense that just gave up 13 points on Monday. You see a defense that shut out Tom Brady when they didn't have any offense. So to your point, if you're well coached, you will see certain aspects of the team that still is fighting and give you a fighter, you know, a fighter's chance and not seeing that. Yeah. And, and I, and I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. Hell, we talked before the season started. I, we really in Carolina kind of thought, well, Drew Brees is gone. We thought the Saints were going to bottom out a little bit. The cap problems start, you know, forcing a finally lose a couple players. But when I look at it now, honestly, and I'm not just saying this now, because the last thing I want to do is make you Saints fans happy. I mean, I'm not trying to do that. But it's like, I sit here and look. And what you guys have, it's like you could see that, hey, if Sean Payton tried to go after or got aggressive and went after one of those vets that could be available at quarterback, like you could see this team being damn good again. You know, you see that defense. You see the line when it's healthy, right? Maybe Michael Thomas, maybe you could sort that out. I don't know. With the yeah, Panthers, I mean, it. it's, it's – me <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. The Panthers, though, it's like, yeah, there's a defense that's being built here. There is. Not perfect, you know, it struggles against the run, but there's some pass rushers there, some defensive bad. They're growing something there. But on offense, Gus, it's embarrassing, man, because the two most important things on offense this team doesn't have, an offensive line, I'm talking three or four guys are still needed, including left tackle and center, and then the quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback and you don't have an offensive line, what the hell do you have on that side of the ball, you know? And to top it all off, the Panthers don't have a second or a third-round pick this season, man. It's mm. brutal. 
So I, I saw some folks already, whether it's your person and others that cover the team this week, already starting to pen. They need to go after another quarterback. Here's the thing, Chris. You look at this year's draft, like we were just talking about this earlier in the show. Jameis is looking really good. Because, I mean, my, my point is this. I Sure, who, who isn't calling Aaron Rodgers? And then who isn't trying to trade for Russell Wilson? But yeah. you get past that. Carr? Carr with the Raiders? Like, all of a sudden I'm starting going, is your guy really better than my guy? And if it is that guy, then why is that guy leaving that place? Does that make sense? Like, I, I can see why with Rodgers and Wilson, but are you picking up somebody else's quarterback that they're not happy with, and is he better than what you have? And maybe I don't have to pay nearly as much for Winston. Maybe I don't then have to give up first and thirds for the next couple of years, and I can go rebuild the receiving core, go add depth to the offense, add to the defense. Like, the more I think about it, because of what you just said, they were 5-2 and two at one point with zero offense. So I'm kind of showing. I'm like, maybe I bring back Jameis. Yeah, no, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I, I well, you know, I was talking to somebody this week about it. I'm like, man, the Saints, if Jameis was healthy, and, and Lord knows I've, you know, he was a divisional rival in Tampa, so Lord knows I made some jokes, crab leg jokes and stuff about him in the past. But, like, if he was healthy, I feel like the Saints would be a playoff team, you know, with the defense that's there. And I, I, I so I could see why you would think that. As far as the Panthers go, here's a quick Gus, when I ask the question, is that quarterback on another team really better than ours? Most of the time I do say yes <laughs> as a Panther fan because it really is ugly with Darnold, Cam, really, you know, is not the same. And, and in fairness to right. these guys, with the offensive line being one of the worst, if not the worst, in football here in Carolina, mm-hmm. it's really hard to judge the quarterbacks, too. That's a part of this as well. So for our dilemma, you know, you're talking about what your dilemma is there, Jameis, or you try to get aggressive. <laughs> yeah. For the Panthers' dilemma, it's like, do we go draft that quarterback? Like, I really like Kenny Pickett. I watched him a lot in the ACC. But the thing is, like, what's he going to do if you don't have a second and third round pick and you can't right. really address the line fully right. yet? So. This team's got themselves in a, in a pickle, man. They really do. How long do, do you have another year in Darnold's contract? They do. Yeah, they do. Okay, they, it's yeah. one year, 18.8 million. And they, yeah. they chose to pick up that fifth year option when they got, like, they traded for him. And then a few weeks later, they picked up his option. And I'm like, what? Didn't they want him to prove something first? It's bad enough you gave up the draft picks. Well, then they commit almost $19 million to him for another year. I will say this. You guys over, uh, speaking of Chris McLean, WFNZ over in Charlotte, are doing a great job of keeping the numbers, like, secret. Like, your reporters will say, oh, so-and-so is on the COVID list. I, no running total, though. I, the last I heard was 13 for yesterday. Is it still at 13? Have they put more players on the COVID list? That's a, no. Yesterday, Reddick was the last one that I had heard. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like at 11 or 12. So I, I, here, I don't even, I might not even know the exact number. You know, I don't know if they're trying to keep it secret. The thing is, though, here's the thing, Gus, as far as this game goes this week, because mm-hmm. I know you guys are still looking at like, hey, we want to win. You know, we're in, a, we're in a playoff race. The Panthers, we desperately want our team to lose to try to get a higher <laughs> draft pick at this point. Right. The Panthers defense is is the unit that like, you feel like in a game against the Saints, maybe it could be a defensive battle and you can sure. hang in there. But when you don't have Burns and you don't have Reddick because of COVID and Shaq Thompson is your heart and soul at middle linebacker, Gilmore's hurt as well at corner. Dante Jackson's already out, our other top corner. It just, it feels like the defense is going to be a shell of itself. And I already told you about the mess the offense is in. It just, mm-hmm. you know, it just it feels like this one could be ugly, I guess, because you guys, I mean, what'd you get? You got like a dozen people back already off the COVID list, right? Yeah, 11, from, from yeah, inc- including Taysom Hill, Demario Davis, Quan Alexander. Yeah, yeah. yes, we're, we're happy. We're feeling good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it sucks that this is where we're at and the COVID yeah, stuff man. plays such a big role, you know, and you can't even keep track of who's on the list anymore, but that's where we're at in freaking 2021. And But I'm here to tell you, COVID or no COVID, the Panthers are a mess. I will at least <laughs> be honest enough to admit that. 
Well, uh, it's been an interesting year, man. I always appreciate the friendship, dude. Appreciate you coming on our show. Happy New Year's to you. Thank you. I didn't know you were on vacation. My bad, but thanks for hopping on. Oh, no, it doesn't and, matter, uh, man. I just, this, this is pretty easy to do, although I will say I got even more depressed during this yeah. conversation. But Well, I, you know, just do what I normally do when I do, uh, like, guest hits everywhere. I probably have a beverage in my hand, and, and, and I'm outside just because I'm off. So I, I will mean, definitely get one now. After I, I, I talked about this team and realized how bad it really is, I'm going to get one right now. Well, you have a seventh seed in uh, in the Hornets, you know, and and, and ball's pretty good, and you never oh, yeah, know. That, we'll talk about that, baby. Now that we're excited about. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll chat, man, uh, in the new year, a little hoops as well, because the Pelicans are starting to play a little bit better. So we'll right, do it as well. Thank you, Chris. All right. Be good, Gus. Yep, for sure. Appreciate the time. John Fortcade's already on hold. He's ready to talk. Give his thoughts on the game coming up this Sunday. It's the sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. She said... Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Gap. It's the end of the year, so we appreciate all of the folks that find time to come up and hop on the show. Again, no show tomorrow on New Year's Eve. We hope you have a very happy New Year's. And speaking of somebody enjoying the end of the year, Mr. John Forcade up in the mountains over there at Gatlinburg. Sir, how are you? I uh, just got off a Ferris wheel for a second there. I thought I was going to be talking to you on the top of a Ferris wheel here in Pigeon Ford, Gatlinburg, but I'm having a good time. It's a little thick cloud. It's cloudy over here, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get started. You on a Ferris wheel, I, I can picture that. That For some reason, that that's a, that's a good thing. And I, I almost feel that that kind of brings me, you know, imaging uh, or imagery of, you know, a circus, things of that nature, which is essentially kind of what we saw on Monday. That was, um, I guess, the skies is an NFL game, man. That, that was rough to watch, wasn't it, bud? It was a, it was a strange ordeal. In, in all honesty, like, you kind of knew what to expect because you had so many players out for the Saints. Uh, if they kept it close, which they did defensively, uh, and they thought that maybe the offense might get a break here or there, it didn't happen. But uh, what's strange is, Gus, is this is all happening like now. Why September, October, and November, basically, you didn't hear nothing. You didn't see nothing. There wasn't a lot of, you know, 20, 22, 25 guys not playing. Why now? Why, why all of a sudden hit now? Uh, that's the strangest thing I don't understand. You know, it, I, I'm with you. It, it's odd how it all hit it, you know, kind of at once. Look, John, I was just scrolling during the break there. Doc Rivers, the latest coach, 
to go in the COVID protocol in the NBA. Seven NBA coaches are <laughs> in COVID protocol right now. So it's, it's in everywhere. There was an outbreak today in, uh, Broncos camp. So it's hitting everything and everywhere. The NHL hit, hit a pause already. You know, it, the reason I bring this up, John, is because as a player, when you played, you can sort of prepare for an injury that's happened, say, the week of, right? You lost your guard, you lost your tackle, you lost your running back or receiver. You can sort of prep for that. But when you have what happened last week where by the day you're losing, you know, a good chunk of your team, how do you prep for that? Like as a, like you were Ian Book, how would you even prep for that when you don't even have snaps? Well, that's the bad part about it is, you know, when you can see the future of it, okay, we lose a guy on a Monday, all right, we play on Sunday. You, you know, we, we step the next guy in, you lose a guy Wednesday, okay, okay. When you lose guys Friday and Saturday in the bunches, and then you just put two guys off the street, oh, you're going to be my starting tackles, and you got a rookie quarterback, oh, my God, what to expect. And you really don't know. All you can say for, your, for each guy individual doing is say, I just got to do my part and hope that something happens, that they do their part and, and things go our way. You got to play the sixty minutes. You know that. You don't know what's going to happen, and you know. Just thank right. God they come out of it with no serious injuries. You, know, you can. This is the flu. I'm sorry to say that. This is the flu. Guys are coming back in, you know, three, four, five days. That's all you can think about. They got the flu. They'll be ready to come back and play. Now you lose a guy. You lose twenty guys to a blown out knee or a dislocated shoulder. Now you're in much trouble. But you know, right. it, it happened at the end of the year. It hurt your playoff position, guys. It just happened earlier. You can say, yeah, we got a chance, but now at the end of the year, you got to try to hope everybody else is losing for you. You know, it's such, um, kind of take us to what Ian Book probably saw. Like, how difficult is that to not have reps, real reps? He did a walkthrough on Friday, which is completely different, obviously, than going through, you know, a week's worth of practice with guys. But how hard, I guess, is it to read and recognize defenses and, and when you have that line that really didn't give him much time, like is it hard to evaluate what you saw with him? Oh yeah, as far as the evaluation period, you got a little bit, but overall, you, you can't be, you can't do a lot, or you can't a- analyze what he did in the football game. There's certain things you can take from that, but let's talk about what what he was going into this football game. You know, Sean Payton downsized the offense, which I thought was not smart. I would have said kept the offense what you got going and go over what his reads were. I think. Like the interception, the tip pass, if you look at that play, nobody covered the receiver to the left right when the ball was snapped. I mean, right. the nearest guy, DP, was running over there 15 yards away. Well, if he's got a read on it, I would have looked over there and been like, well, I'm not throwing the ball to the right. That guy's nobody covering him. I'm going to throw the ball to him and he gets shoot out later. But the guy's open. Mm-hmm. That's where he should have gone. And that's the problem I thought they had in this game was Ian Books was told, this is what you're going to do. This is where you're going to go with it. And that, that sets in your mindset. He probably didn't have any audibles to deal with. He probably had to check with me, but I guarantee you they didn't let him audible. And so that kind of hampered him there. I think they were basically saying, well, we're going to play, you know, basic offense and get you the easy stuff. Well, he can control that. But when they, when the, I saw right there at the bat, Miami said, well, we're going to bring the kitchen sink and see what this young kid can do. And that's why I thought Sean Payton should have made some adjustments. I don't think they did. Speaking of John Forcade over in Gatlinburg, just got off of a Ferris wheel. So, look, uh, that game is what it is. Now you move on. I will say this. The one constant, man, has been this defense. 13 points they gave up. They had three um, three sacks, two turnovers, man. And, and now you're getting back Quan Alexander to Mario Davis. But Pete Werner led the team in tackles with 10. We spoke with Ross Jackson earlier. He was asking if that's another star in the making, man. That looks like a position that at the beginning of the season I was like, they need depth to a position where you got some depth. I didn't feel like the linebacking position hurt the Saints on Monday. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think they did at all. I, I think, in all honesty, the secondary, Waddle, whoever's covering Waddle, and we all go say, well, Lattimore, you know, well, great. You know, they threw the ball to him, you know, 150 times. <laughs> he caught a few, got some yardage. You know, it was a low-scoring game, but he still got yardage. He caught the football. Granted, they're not crossing the goal line. That defense is for real. The linebacking core is solid. I like the linebacking core. I do like. I like everybody. I, you know, I like everybody in the defensive side of football. Guys got hurt. They replaced them, and I, and I really thought that that's what's going to help them win the football game. Now going mm-hmm. forward, they're getting their players back, Gus. Uh, and it's a shame that you know, Carolina's as bad as they are, and they start. They're going to start uh, uh, Sam Donald again. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Saints are going to take care of business this weekend, and I don't think it's going to be a close football game. I think somehow, some way, this offense for the Saints has got to do something. I mean, they only scored 12 points in the last two games. I mean, you've got to score some points, and I think this is a golden opportunity. Granted, uh, Carolina's going to have some players missing, but that's part of the, you know what happened last week. Saints had players missing. It's going to happen in all teams right now. So the defense the Saints got, I just think the Saints offense will step up and do its job in the Dome. There it is, John Forcade. And it's hard to believe, sir, as we say goodbye to you and wrap up 2021, the Saints are looking for just their second home win of the season. Isn't that crazy oh when you God. think about it? That is, yeah, that's, it's been a great year to start out with, and then it just kind of faltered here the last month, month and a half. So, look, just I don't care if they can back in the playoffs, and that's all they worried about, back in, get in, whatever they got to do, and we'll see what happens. But then the year's coming. Just get off the Ferris wheel. I want to wish you a happy new year and everybody at 100.3 FM uh, ESPN. And I'm going to try to find my next ride, something that's real easy. I'm looking at the kitty ride right now. I think I'm going to do the kitty ride, something that's real safe and simple. Yeah, I would say with all these surgeries you've had, John, I would probably stay away from anything that jerks you really hard, really fast. I, that, go, that, is, that is perfect. <laughs> they, they have a drop thing I see over here. Oh, I don't no. want to go do that. I like, no way. The Kitty Ride is right next to Yeehaw Brewery Company. So you know where to be at when I get off the Kitty Ride. There you go. Just every now and then, shout out some kids' names so they don't think that you're creepy since you don't have one. Just, just, just say, uh, Carver, well, well, where's Carver? I'll see, I'll see you next year, my friend. Same good, man. Sounds good. Thank you, John. Appreciate right, it, buddy. There he goes, John Forcade. Got a quick minute here just to play one final thing. Again, Sam Darnold's going to be named the starter. Uh, head coach Matt Rule was talking about facing the Saints a second time. We played that a little bit earlier. As for why he's starting Sam Darnold. Yeah, you know, just, um, you know, Sam's been working hard to get back. You know, he, he, uh, he played well in this ball game the first time. I thought he did some good things in the game last week. Um, so, you know, we, we can only start one of the, one of the guys. Um, and just, uh, you know, we made the decision that, uh, that Sam would, Sam would get the start. Um, but both guys, both guys will be ready to play. So there you go. Um, and then as far as Sam Darnold, the opportunity to be able to get the start. Yeah, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, just another opportunity to, to go out there and play good football. Um, that's really all I'm focused on is making sure that, you know, I'm doing my job at the highest level and uh, nothing more, nothing less than that. And obviously um, a lot of speculation as to, you know, is he playing again uh, with, with the Panthers next year? Is, is this you know, wrapping up here the, the last two games with the Panthers and where is his future? Um, if I look past this game at all, I would be doing this team and myself a disservice by, um, you know, looking too far into the future. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, put my best foot forward for this team um, so that we can go out there and win on Sunday. Um, if I start to worry about, you know, what these next couple games mean and uh, the implications for next year, then, you know, that, that does nothing for me uh, on Sunday. So DraftKings Sportsbook, I'll give you a quick uh, update on this. As um, uh, Raphael said, somewhere hopefully by, by the Super Bowl, you'll be able to be doing this. So I'm sure, no doubt, everybody wants to get going here by the playoffs. So it's coming. In the meantime, while we wait for it to go completely live, go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. $100 in free bets just for signing up. No deposit required. And again, all you got to do is Sign up, and when I ask you for a uh, code, put in LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. When you put in the code LaRose, away you go. $100 in free bets, no deposit required. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you'll be ready for when it eventually goes live. In the meantime, we'll hang up and hang over to Tampa, see how Leo is doing. It's Sports Magazine's Leo Haggerty joins us next. We'll talk NFC South on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, plastic Jesus, plastic Jesus, riding on the dashboard of my car. Well, I'm afraid he'll have to go. He's the magnet's from my radio. If I ever wreck, it'll leave a scar. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. When you are sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyer sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us They've really given our family hope for the donors out there. It's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. As always, we love to chat with Mr. Leo Haggerty. Talk a little NFC South. Sir, how are you? I am fine, Gus, and an early Happy New Year to you, Mm -hmm. my friend. Yes, indeed. Uh, looking forward to the new calendar here and hopefully things will get better, whether it's COVID or what have you. Uh, we'll start with obviously, um, Saints and Panthers. Look, they're now experiencing some COVID issues, anywhere between 11 to 13 players. Saints getting some players back. Marcus Williams went onto the list yesterday, but Taysom Hill, Demario Davis, Quan Alexander, some of the bigger names. They are back, and maybe you'll get some more, obviously, by the time the game comes. When you look at this matchup here, I don't think we're going to see a repeat performance of the offense that we saw on Monday Night Football, huh, Leo? Oh, God, no. It'll be a whole different animal. And, again, Ian Bach, it wasn't his fault. You know, he's coming in with no experience, and he's going against the Dolphins team that won six in a row. I don't care who they beat. They won six in a row, and they won it basically with defense and protecting their quarterback from having him to make big plays. And uh, I, I think you're definitely going to see a different Saints offense. Plus, they're still past the playoffs, as dumb as that sounds, right, Gus? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's crazy when you think of all the amount of, I guess, things that are still there for the Saints to be able to do. And I guess part of the reason is – because there really a bunch of teams have kind of run away with it. But look, um, you know, it, it just takes to be the Saints. It, you have that Philly game. Philly's a team you have to worry about. That Giants game, that was one that you couldn't lose. The Falcons game, that was one that you couldn't lose. It's, you know, at the time those games happened, we said it. We said it. I said it. You said it. You hope that this game doesn't come back to bite and haunt you. And sure enough, they have. Yeah, it has, Gus. And still with games to go you can finish nine and eight and that that probably will get you in well it'll get you in the conversation where you start to look at tiebreakers but uh, mm-hmm. again i i don't know what's going on up in uh, charlotte with with the panthers they're kind of a little bit of dis- well they're in a lot of disarray so uh, they're trying to figure out who play a quarterback the last two games now they're going to go right. with sam donald and uh I, when 22 went down, that ship went down in Carolina. Let's be honest. Yeah. That offense revolves around that running back. And again, pretty, pretty much same thing down there in New Orleans. You know, you're going to, you're going to revolve around 41. And, uh, it's, 
they haven't been able to keep him on the field. Uh, I, I think the Saints win. I think it's going to be close. But I think that they'll manage to win like about uh, you know, 27-20. <laughs> mm-hmm. Falcons are at the Bills here. Buffalo 14.5 point favorite. When you look at Atlanta, you know, I I guess considering if they could finish eight and nine or nine and eight, I guess it's different. I I don't know. I don't know what they would have expected, I guess, this season, but this is a, this is a tall task here. And I guess if you're a Saints fan, it's good. I mean, we you need Buffalo to win tonight. Oh God, I I, I don't know if Buffalo will cover, but they'll win. Because Atlanta's a, now a dome team. They're coming from mm-hmm. the south, and it's going to be ugly up in Buffalo weather-wise. But what, what, what do you expect in January in Buffalo, right? So it's, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, 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 it's going to be a hard, a hard time for the Falcons just mm-hmm. to, to stay in the game. Because let's be honest, Buffalo's really playing well. You know, they came down here to Tampa and, and lost in overtime. Uh, they had that crazy game against New England, and then they go into New England and just say, okay, fine. <laughs> There's not 50-mile-an-hour wins now. Let's see what you can do. And they pretty much took it to the Patriots. So we're going to see what happens there. But I think the Bills win. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than what people think. I think it's going to be 28-20. to 20. Hmm. Buccaneers essentially get another bye week. They take on the Jets. It's 60 degrees in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It, it, I mean, that's spring. I mean, that is, so no cold and you got a Jets team. Um, this should be an easy game. It should be. Now they have to, uh, head coach Bruce Arians has to sit it out. He's get, and, and Gus, I'm done calling it COVID. He's got the virus. <laughs> it's the NFL, the NHL's figured it out. They, they're going to five days. And uh, I, I, I think the Buccaneers win. I think they win easily. The biggest thing is they got to get through this one healthy. If they they lose another right. one or two players, it, it, now it gets pretty it, it's pretty hectic down here in Tampa Bay okay. because you know you got Jack, Jack Barrett on the shelf, you got Godwin, you got Evans, you got Fournette all on the shelf, and it's a, a matter of uh, uh, how much more JPP can go uh, with his shoulder situation but again thus i said this at the beginning of the year the gods in the nfl of injuries never smile on you two years in a row that is very true last year uh they escaped relatively healthy when it came to that um you know it would be interesting because right now right it would be the fourth seed buccaneers against whoever the seventh is if the saints would be in it would be new orleans wouldn't that be an interesting game uh, I don't think the Bucks want to see that at all, just because of what happened uh, with 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 the Saints. They 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 don't play well for some reason, uh, whatever reason. They just don't play well against the Saints. But uh, again, that would be a, that'd be an interesting matchup. And I don't know, Gus, if you've seen this now, but uh, to cover the games, uh, you're gonna have to get a booster shot. Uh, that's the NFL talking. And from what I understand, they're going to play one of those first round games on Monday night. Boy, yeah. is that a disadvantage? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Saints fans already know if that's the case, it will probably be them because the NFL hates them. At least that, that's what a lot of the fan base believes here, Leo's. That the NFL wakes <laughs> up every morning out to get your New Orleans Saints. I, I can't let you go without getting your take on obviously the two big games tomorrow. You got Alabama. And Cincinnati. It's the first of the two semifinal games going on. Bama is favored. Leo, when you take a look at it, you can understand why Alabama is a 13 and a half point favorite. When you look at Cincinnati, they're undefeated and the tide have lost John Mitchie. How big a loss is that? How close do you think this game is? Or do you think it's a roll tide roll situation by halftime? Oh, I don't think it's a roll tide roll at all. Us do not go to sleep on Cincinnati. They are built to beat Alabama. Why? They can control the ball on the ground. And Ritter is a top-notch quarterback. I expect him to play well. I don't know if they've got enough depth to beat Alabama, but Alabama doesn't beat you. They outscore you. And that's the key. If Cincinnati can put up points on the board, this is going to get very interesting because look what's happened to Alabama. They lost 41-38 to Texas A&M. 
They were in a dogfight with a very average Florida team. They were in a dogfight with a very average Auburn team. And again, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I definitely take Cincinnati in the points. Definitely. I think this game may even go to overtime, but I think it's going to be like 35-33. And I don't know who this 35 is, really. <laughs> All right. Well, then you got Michigan and Georgia. I, I feel like of the two games that where an SEC team could lose, I think it's this one. And I only think, and it's nuts, because Georgia had a defense where I didn't think anyone would score on them, Leo, most of the season. But I, I've been watching Michigan, and I feel like every game I'm like, ah, oh, you see, they, they're over. Oh, okay. Well, not that they're really over it. Oh, okay. And, and you're starting to see, I guess, what people in Michigan wanted three, four years ago. This team can play defense. You got the presumptive number one pick in the NFL draft and Aiden Hutchinson at right defensive end. They run the football. They don't, you know, they're not very flashy. They, they're kind of built to sort of take on an SEC team. Oh, absolutely. Just, let's be honest. George is a fraud on offense. They didn't play anybody. Yeah, they got Clemson on a down year and, and didn't score a touchdown on offense. They're winning with defense. Now, with all that being said, I think this is the most evenly matched game. The Michigan defense against the Georgia offense, that's pretty much even. The Georgia offense against uh, the Georgia defense against Michigan offense, that's pretty even. This game's going to come down to special teams and coaching. And mm. big advantage, Michigan. That's why I think the Wolverines come away with a win. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be one in the trenches. And I think it's not going to be as high scoring as people think. I think it's going to be 24-23 Michigan. So you think both games are going to be games that we'll be watching into the fourth quarter then, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we've had some stinkers, Leo. We've had some stinker. You know, oh, uh, semifinal yeah. games where you're like, wow, okay, let's just get to the title game, right? Yeah, you know, we saw Clemson just destroy Ohio State. I think it was 30 to nothing one year. And, uh, you know, you saw Alabama. It's funny, the, the, the one time the Pac-12 team got in that Washington team, it wasn't bad score-wise, but, you know, Alabama was never in danger. I think it was 24 to 3. But, uh, yeah, I I. I think these are going to be two really good games Gus and you know the nice thing Gus is uh, you you got this sucker archived so I can't run away from it if I'm wrong right (laughs) no you know here's the thing we're all just taking guesses uh, at best guesstimates because look that's why you you do play the game sometimes and look Alabama has been in a ton of national championship games they haven't won every single one that they've been in which is kind of remarkable when you think about it still remarkable they're still getting there yeah you know year in and year out man I'll tell you what uh, I love Bryce Young, man. I, I think that that performance he did at Auburn had NFL owners, GMs going, that is what a franchise quarterback looks like, and he's just a freshman. I mean, that those drives, man, were, were just incredible to me. I, I thought, you know, it just it really stood out, and, and it's scary because if it, to me it was kind of when he finally said, okay, I, I can go win the games. And and he went and made the plays to win the games. And if that's the case, next year they're not losing a game. I mean, I'm just telling you, next year if he's got that kind of confidence and it finally clicked, I I don't see how they lose a game next year. Well, they'll find a way. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 and it's not blaming that. It is tough to win 12 no, games. I and then, I mean, think about what the SEC. you got to go 13-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then – you hit the meteor schedule when you're playing uh, the number two, the number three, or the number four team. You're playing two of those three. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, though. It's going to be interesting to see how many of these uh, really good Southern California high school players get out of USC now that Lincoln mm. Riley's out there. And it's going to be really interesting to see how many of the Louisiana players get away now that uh, Brian Kelly's down there in the bayou. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once obviously those coaches get a chance to step in and, and kind of set their own, you know, course. Obviously, it's, it's hard to kind of judge that first recruiting class because he just got there, right? And everybody's still trying to figure things out. And, and some, and some kids probably want to see 
Leo, uh, some games uh, under these coaches' belts to see if they're really the real deal or not. So see what takes place there. Leo, happy new year to you, sir. Enjoy this weekend's games. It stinks. The NFL is starting to condition me to have games on Saturday. Then they said no Saturday games for us this week. So we got to wait to Sunday until we see some NFL football. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Gus, I don't know if you've heard, but the, the 32 teams have shut down their practice facilities. It, it, you just can't even get into to see practice anymore. The NFL is really running scared from this uh, this virus. Yep, no say. doubt about it, man. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate it, bud. Happy New Year, my friend. Yep, Happy New Year to you as well. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? With nights getting longer, it might be time to refresh your headlights. You'll see better and drive safer. Why not try Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Bulbs? They have the furthest downroad light, and right now you can get a $10 AutoZone gift card by mail or email when you buy two. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or free next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-687-5192. That's 800-687-5192. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-687-5192. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Billy Joel, thank you for giving us a call here on The Sports Hangover, sir. You may be the final phone call of 2020. What's up, bud? 21. Let me ask you a question. For the Saints to get to the playoff, what team's got to lose one or two games for Saints to get to the playoff? Provided the Saints went to the... There are two games. Who else has to lose to get to, for them to get to the playoffs? Well, obviously the teams that are above you. So when you take a look at, <laughs> excuse me, the playoff standings, I think you definitely want, um, look, the 49ers are eight and seven and the Eagles are eight and seven. That's six and seventh right now. So San Francisco, you like to see them lose some games. The problem is I don't know if they're going to. Philly is the seventh spot. So you want Philly to lose. They play Washington this weekend. You definitely want Philly to lose. Minnesota's above you at seven and eight, and the Falcons are above you at seven and eight. Now you're going to play Atlanta next week, so you can take care of that situation and scenario already. Um, as far as Minnesota, what they have written up next to them that the NFL provided is they win the tiebreak over Atlanta based on best win percentage and conference game. Division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate New Orleans. Atlanta wins the tiebreak over New Orleans based on head to head. So that's why the Saints are 10th right now. So, Niners 6, Eagles 7, Vikings 8, Falcons 9, Saints 10. Atlanta plays Buffalo, so you would think Buffalo wins. Then, if the Saints take care of business against the Panthers, they'll be above Atlanta. The Eagles, they're playing Washington. I guess hope for a, uh, you know, uh, a situation where they can win there, but that, yes. So those, those are the four teams that you're, you know, you're keeping. You gotta worry about Philadelphia. 
if they just win one more game, <laughs> the Saints are out of the playoffs. Because Philadelphia had the tiebreaker against the Saints. All right? But Philadelphia splits the next two games. Philadelphia did no matter what we do. Well, again, that's why that, that loss was... Philadelphia uh, lose two games, but that, that's not going to happen. Now, all these other teams, they... You might have a chance, but you're not gonna, you're not going to have a chance of Philadelphia losing two games. Well, well, they the last game they played is the Cowboys. So next right. week it's Dallas, and Dallas right now is trying for the one seed. You know, yeah. not saying they're going to get it, but right now they're the two seed. Two's better yeah, than three. It's a key game this week. You yeah, Philadelphia lose this week. But but that's what I'm saying. Like you know, remember, there's only one team with the bye now, so. You you want to absolutely look? They're going to host because they're division leaders and such. But you know you, you start looking at matchups and you start looking at who's playing who. And you know to me, I, I think Dallas has a lot to play for next week. So I'm not discounting that the Eagles beat Dallas next week. So let's say they go one and one. Saints go two and zero. Oh, need some help, but uh, you know again you, you just can't finish the same record as the Eagles because right now. They have the tie break. The problem is, well, have one more win. Got, you got to hope as well if you lose two games. They just yeah. win one of the games. We up. Yeah, yeah, because of the because of the uh, the head to head. Right. That, that that that's the team we got to worry about. Philadelphia. If they win this week, then they then we we out on the mark. Right, no matter what we do. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough, but yeah. Uh, you know, again, that that Giants loss, man. Kills you. That Falcons loss here at home. I mean, he, Billy Joe, the fact that the Saints are looking for just their second win at home this season, in the final home game of the season, and I know they took one away. It still had seven. It still had seven home games. They've won one. Like that. Well, they don't deserve to go. They don't deserve to go. Yeah. They don't deserve to go when they can't you know? win their home game. That's all there's to it. You got to win more than one. Yeah, put it this way. <laughs> as long as long as. That quarterback's playing for Tampa will never win the division, okay? Mm. So you can forget about us ever winning the division next year. That will probably be a team two games over 500 or close to 500. Well, he'll retire at some point. He'll retire at some point, right, Billy? <laughs> okay, that's right. You got to hope Philadelphia loses this week, then you might have a chance. Yeah, 49ers, by the way, Texans this week, Rams next week. So. Um, we'll see what happens. But it's going to go down to the final week, and then you're going to have to scoreboard watch and then hope and pray in some other instances. Now, you th- do you think the Saints are smart enough now to realize that these guys who are hurt the last two years that don't play for us, that misses half the season, we got to get rid of them. Well, we got to get rid of them and not, and not pay them when they get – not keep them when they, when, when, they mess, when they mess up and don't play. There will definitely be some interesting personnel decisions made at the end of the year. Uh, cap goes up, and obviously it starts with who's your quarterback and then retooling and having to upgrade that offensive, you know, receiver group for sure, and then tight end possibly. You got to figure out what you're doing with your line. It hasn't played well. It's often injured. There's a lot of different decisions you got to make, and it's all offense for the most part. I, I think defensively, you kind of set. You just got to make some some deals, some contracts. Marcus Williams, Davenport. Um, you know what do you do with Quan? Obviously, you're bringing him back or not? Pete Werner's played well, so it's something to kind of think about. Because remember, Quan Alexander's not on a long term contract. So we'll see, man. Thanks for the phone call, man. Happy New Year to you. Okay, Happy New Year to you. Okay. Yep. As always, appreciate everybody tuning us in as we bring 2021 to a close. Again, no show tomorrow. We'll talk again to you on Monday. In the brand new calendar year 2022. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for tuning us in. It's been the Sports Hangover. Matt Moscone, and after further review, is up next. Happy New Year's to everyone.